Hi, everybody, and welcome to The Daily Grind. I am your host, Colin Morgan, and five days a week, I aim to motivate, educate, and inspire you to live the life of your dreams. I interview some of the most successful and inspiring people, along with sharing insight of my own in order for you to not only be successful in what you're doing, but prosper in business and life. This show is for grinders, people who don't just have dreams, but are willing to lay it all on the line and grind for what they want. Welcome everyone to The Daily Grind. in my way. I always found a solution. I didn't believe there was ever a problem. I only believed there were solutions, right? So, you know, I always, I, I worked through it. Just like athletics, right? You just yep. work through it. And when you said grind, there are times when you go out there and you just flat out have to grind it. You can't find a swing. You don't have the rhythm. You, you know, it's just not so your true. day. You don't see the line. But somehow you grind it out, you get a, a decent score, right? If that's what life's about. Hey Grinders, I know it's early, but we're getting started with our holiday specials this month. For November only, we are dropping our mentorship program by 50% for all Daily Grind listeners. Now, due to pure volume and time, we can't select everyone, so we're looking for people who are not just looking to get better and make more money, but who are willing to make the necessary sacrifices in order to reach those massive goals you're setting for yourselves. So if that is you, be sure to book your 15-minute call with me today to learn more about how you can qualify for this offer. I look forward to speaking with all of you. Joining us on the show today is Larry Castro. Larry has years of experience with technology and growing demands of the industry. His expertise includes the multiple sectors of technology, cloud broadcasting, cybersecurity, and digital media. He built a golf portfolio as an international golf professional, golf fitness visionary, sports marketing strategist, and more recently, executive roles as lead developer, owner, manager, and the designer of some of the world's most renowned golf resorts, sports, and entertainment facilities. He recently served as an executive for a cross-platform technology that was brought to the public market through his strategies and execution. He serves as an active advisor to several technology and sports entertainment companies and has served as the director and founding CEO at multiple companies. Today on the show, Larry shares his amazing entrepreneurial journeys, the plenty of obstacles he's had to face, and how he's used that as fuel to get to the top in business and life. So as always, everyone, be sure to grab a pen, grab a piece of paper, sit back and enjoy today's powerful interview with Larry Castro. Well, Larry Castro, welcome to The Daily Grind. How are you today? I'm great and I'm, and I'm grinding, but I enjoy the grind. <laughs> I love it, grinding away. Larry, for some listeners out there being first introduced to you, if you wouldn't mind, just kind of in your own words, expanding on your intro and sharing a bit more of who you are and what you do. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm involved in cybersecurity, but uh, taking it much farther than just the, uh, uh, the secure side. I'm building out unified communications based on blockchain technology, but it, uh, also doing a decentralized uh, infrastructure for communications where you don't have to use cell towers. Uh, and we'll talk about a little later. I'm just announcing a new project where we're launching satellites 
um, that will actually cover the world. It will be ubiquitous and create a completely new ecosystem. That's pretty exciting. Wow, that's amazing. And what's your story, Larry? Like, did you always know you were going to be an entrepreneur? I did. Uh, you know, I think uh, one of the things I've always shared uh, is that, you know, I grew up very, very poor. Um, my, I had a lot of love in the family. I was the oldest. I had seven brothers and sisters. Uh, my father was an alcoholic. I used to beat my mother. Uh, but we had a strong faith and, and a strong family. Um, but I was an athlete who uh, was able to go to college uh, and uh, do a lot of uh, amazing things from being a professional golfer to uh, uh, and traveling the world and playing with some people that uh, that you know and see on TV and then uh, developing a program that uh, people use to this date, owning uh, and building facilities around the world. And But I've always been involved in technology and created um, this company after I was working for a company doing facial recognition and logo and object detection and um, realized what they were doing with cameras. I was working with Cisco, how they were monitoring and watching people all the time in real time, and I didn't like that because I want, it's not that we're doing anything nefarious, I just like our privacy. So, but uh, going back to, you know, where I came from, I always had a drive, I always, I always had uh, faith and, and, and um, wanted to do, I didn't think there was any limits, right? So yeah. I don't look at limits, I just look on how we can accomplish something and turn a, usually a vision and, and I've learned how to turn it into a reality and then, you know, make money from it. So those are lessons that I learned from from growing up. Awesome. Well, we're going to get into entrepreneurship here in a second, but I got to ask, Larry, you, know, you were a professional golfer. Um, you were, were you on the PGA Tour? I did play on the tour. I played on the uh, on the Asian Tour. Um, and uh, basically, if you anybody looks up golf fitness, they'll see I was one of the pioneers Many of the guys that are out there that have worked uh, in the field went to my programs, uh, worked with Tiger. I did an infomercial with Ernie Els, John Ashworth. I've done a bunch of different things. I, like I said, I, I love athletics. I love coaching. And I, I look at business and being a, a owner and a CEO of a company like I'm a coach, right? So yeah. I want to inspire people to do things they think they cannot do uh, because I see more in them. So. Um, but uh, I think the athletic part of me really comes out in, in the way that I run a business. Love it, man. Well, I think it's the first time on the show where I've had a better golfer than me on here. So yeah, I was a professional golfer too, Larry, but I never made it to the big time. <laughs> really? Where'd you play at? I just played in uh, Arizona on the Gateway Tour. Just played on a lot of, lots of mini tours trying to make it for three years. No, you're a rabbit. <laughs> That's it, man. I didn't have the talent you did. Yeah, well, you know, I... I I obviously didn't, you know, didn't make uh, win any tournaments, but I just had drive, and it was it was it was part of a step which was amazing. And as you know, golf. I mean, I I used to own the Back Bay Golf Course in Newport Beach, California. Yeah. Uh, built the athletic club in La Costa Resort and Spa, and had a golf school there. So I just look at where I came from and where the people that I was around and, and the things that I've done in my life are just amazing. And, and golf is a conduit to all kinds of people. It's a great sport. It's a sport. Yeah. Uh, that impacted me one time. I remember, uh, and you probably remember this. I don't know how old you're. Greg Norman um, basically uh, was using a ball they were testing, was leading it going into Sunday, and he probably would have won the tournament. But uh, let everybody know the following morning that he used a, a ball that wasn't approved and disqualified himself. Wow. That's about. And, uh, and, and, you know, things have changed. I remember trying to qualify for the U.S. Open back when, you know, a while ago. and. I'm playing out there with this kid that plays for the uh, for Hawaii, the University of Hawaii. Okay. And uh, I rushed to the tee box, and um, 
I'm, I'm a minute late, and the guy gives me a penalty. And I said, oh, okay. So I, you know, I'm all jacked up, you know, because yeah. I couldn't find a place. I didn't get to warm up. You know, I'll try to rip it, hook it. And uh, <laughs> so that starts the first hole. So I get up to a par five, say, I'm going to make up for this. And then I hooked it again, but into the rough. And there was a spotter, and the spotter, you know, I, I go over there, and the spotter says, here's your ball. So I said, okay. And I really didn't check it out. I thought it was one of the lessons. So I hit it. I, all I could do was, you know, just hit it out to the fairway. I walk up to the ball and realize it's not my ball, and I call the guy, and I call a penalty on myself. The kid from University of Hawaii comes over and says, I can't believe you did that. I go, what do you mean? I said, that's what the game's about. He says, yeah. you know, in college golf, there's a lot of cheating going on. And I said, no, <laughs> you're missing the point. The beauty of this game is integrity. It's honor. It's what, it's, it's how you play it. It's, you know, and I just, it blew me away. And hopefully he took a lesson from that. But uh, that was an amazing experience right there. I think, you know, those little moments really, uh, you know, those are moments that I remember. It was yeah, that's amazing. And, and you know, it, pre it prepares you for life and business afterwards, too. Absolutely. I always tell everybody, if I play golf with somebody, I can tell you what they're going to be like in business. It's so true. It's so true. That's so funny. We could talk about golf here forever, but we're going to take a, a slight turn. So how out of golf, how did you transition into entrepreneurship? Like, what was that transition for you? Well, it was never a transition, and I think that's the reason why I started with the story about me growing up poor. Yeah, I always I started I had my own business when I was twelve, only because I had to you know had to make money and put food on the table for my brothers and sisters. So I always had this drive, right? I always had this you know I was always working, I always you know thinking of what I could do to make money to help my family, uh, and and so that really kind of you know set me up for who I became, um, and so I. And I appreciate it. So those are the things that I do appreciate. And, and having my children have that same drive is a tough, is a tough chore because you know I don't want them to be without, but I need them to have the drive. So, uh, but that always that created my. I was always wanting to be an entrepreneur. It was just something natural in me. Yeah. Uh, and I wasn't afraid, right? I didn't let I didn't let obstacles come in my way. I always found a solution. I didn't believe that there was ever a problem. I only believed there were solutions, right? So you know I always. I worked through it, just like athletics, right? You just yep. work through it. And when you said grind, there are times when you go out there and you just flat out have to grind it. You can't find a swing. You don't have the rhythm. You, you know, it's just not so your true. day. You don't see the line. But somehow you grind it out, you get a, a decent score, right? If that's what life's about, right? You just get, you just work through it. And then there's other times where it's just, oh, my God, you're flat out in the zone. Everything you touch, everything you hit is just, you're just ripping. It's like butter, right? You just, it's, it's so just, it's, it is. So true. How fun, how funny that is, and how relatable it is. Because I think even you know, outside of golf and life, you wake up days you're not as motivated, days you're not as fired up. You don't have that fire in your belly, but you still have to find a way, right? Yeah, I, I you know I um, it's funny that you not funny. I don't want to use that word. It's interesting that you said that uh, you're from Arizona. And one of the things that was uh, that impacted me in a way that I can't even explain. Um, but I will try to, is my daughter was going to Grand Canyon University almost three years ago, two and a half years ago, and she fell off a cliff right her last day of uh, her freshman year, and she held out for 10 days and passed away. Wow. She was a beautiful young lady, uh, loved, just had nothing but joy, had nothing but unconditional love for people. It just was a really special young lady and, and moved a lot of people around the world. But I looked at that and I realized uh, how much I really cherish everything that I had with her 
and what I do on an everyday basis, right? Because it's all about moments. I don't know what tomorrow has to bring. I can't worry about yesterday. So I get up every morning and I'm just ready to go, right? And um, you just have to take that in. I mean, you, and most people live in fear. Either you're, you're, you know, you're, you're going forward or you're going back and staying where you are, right? And I want to go forward every day. Well, you know what? I commend you so much for that because it's difficult for a lot of people to to be able to do that, and for you to use that as you know a fuel for yourself, and to always have that in the back of your mind that you know you're going to continuously push and get better every single day. Um, I think that's absolutely amazing. Thank you. Yeah, and I was that way. My wife, my daughter was she knew I was that way. Yeah, it just it really kind of accelerated. Again, you know, I'm I'm sixty, so. You know, I'm going in the other direction, but I, um, you know, I, I just appreciate every day and I appreciate people and I, and I really try to help as many people as I can. And what are some things that you do every day, like on a consistent basis, which help you move that needle forward? Consistently, uh, I'm a man of, a man of faith. I, I wake up every morning and my daughter used to see me. I read the Bible every morning. She'd see me and I fill myself with, uh, prepare myself for the day. Uh, and then just really just focus on you know, the action items that I need to, uh, to uh, attack, but also be flexible to realize that there are things during the day that will shift you. And sometimes that's a way of, and I say it shakes you to wake you, but that's a way for maybe you're looking in the wrong direction of what you're trying to accomplish. And you have to have, you have to be flexible enough to realize that sometimes you have to pivot, right? It yeah. may, because a lot of people, they live in, a, you know, these, these guys that are start businesses are, are in an echo chamber. They think they have the greatest idea in the world. They think they're not, you know, be the the next Facebook. But if they're they're, they're they are just really rigid. You have to be flexible. Doesn't mean the core concept might not work. But you got to look at what is the market really looking for. What are the pain points and what are the solutions you're providing. So I think that's one of the things that I do every day. And can I talk about how that's helped you and? sort of what you're doing now. You had mentioned this earlier in the podcast, something exciting and new that's coming out and, and kind of share that with us and, and how you came to, to the realization of, of putting this all together. Well, I was always a, a massive master plan. If anybody knows me, they'll tell you, Larry, he's got his, he, he, he has some, some amazing ideas and they just can't believe it. And I, I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, yeah. but I think, right, there's no, there's no ceiling for me, right? I don't think that if somebody tells you you can't do it, doesn't mean you can't do it. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't break records, right? We wouldn't have broken, you know, the hundred-yard dash. We wouldn't break, uh, you know, yeah. records in golf. So, um, I, I basically one of the things because I'm really passionate about, and I believe this is a legacy play. No, I know it. Words are powerful; they bring life. I know it's a legacy play. So, in creating our my technology, which was a started with the genesis with split encryption and. Uh, uh, a geo distribution of the packet, so I'd send it to multiple locations, and the only way you bring it back together is that you have the key. So taking that off into unified communications, then taking a look at cell phones and, and, and mobile and blockchain and all this check technology, that was our, my pivot, my real pivot, because our technology essentially was like blockchain, right? Yeah. So pivot to that, and then looking at decentralization, looking at infrastructures, looking at centralized figures, how they control. Uh, everything you do from what you what you can say and you know throttle you back on internet and you you name it right and the pricing I said you know what there's got to be a better way and P2P peer-to-peer is yeah. the better way so in doing that I started and I have right here I was going to show you I just came in I've got our phones that we built and those phones are do not have to use cell towers 
they work on Bluetooth, Wi-Fi, what we call a quantum mesh network. But and then we've got uh, then I step that out further in creating our what we call Cubify, and Cubify is our own Wi-Fi unit. And I call it Cubit because we do quantum uh, um, cybersecurity solutions, and Cubit is a measurement of a quantum computer. So that's why I name everything Cubit. So in doing that, now I have I'm creating this mesh mesh system around the globe. But you know sometimes you don't have a straight line, right? And I want to get to the people that. You know, the last mile, the people that don't have that access and really create this really global infrastructure and ecosystem. So I'm coming out with, and you're the first one that I've told, and uh, we've been working on it. It's called uh, CubitSat, and we call it QSAT. Okay. We are launching satellites around the world that will give us the coverage that will be um, uh, LOE satellites, low Earth, hovering about 497 miles. Wow. So there won't be any latency issues. So we'll create this whole connection between our phones, our Wi-Fi unit, and everybody that's participating in it. We'll also have our own blockchain node, our master node on it, and we'll be able to do dApps and everything else. This is far beyond anybody else is doing, and we're doing it, right? So teamed up with great people, uh, getting the licensing to, uh, uh, wrapped up, uh, and the technology we've been building. So we're pretty excited about it. So there are things we can do now uh, that for even if you look at first responders or places where you know, you might have a you might have a, a tornado or something, and yeah. you don't have a way to connect. You will always be connected 24/7, based on how we uh, we place all of our wow. satellites. So there will always be a connection, and it'll be peer to peer. How long of a process was this for you? Oh God, <laughs> I started about six years ago, but it was an evolution, right? So yeah. it was, okay, so started with one thing, started looking, you know, I, I look at markets, I look at trends, I look at, you know, things that are happening uh, and how can I make it better and what can I do to really change it. I tell everybody essentially what we're doing right now with our company is really truly like a pack bell moment, a Google YouTube moment. It's one of those moments that come along. And again, I'm not the only person doing this. I have some good partnerships sharing because you can't do it by yourself. You got to collaborate. But we're, we are changing in the next five years. You're going to see things that will just blow your mind. And we like being part of that and having our footprint in it. And that's what we're doing. So, um, Yeah. You, you it, know what's amazing? And, and you know what? You're a true entrepreneur because you're not only innovative, but you take action. And you can hear it in your voice with everything you've done. And you know, you talked earlier in the show about drive. And I think that that's super important for people and entrepreneurs to have. For you where does that, you know, you mentioned a little bit, where does that come from? Like, where does that inner drive come from for you to just get up and get better every single day? Competitor, right? Yeah. Uh, athletics to me, I think every kid should do it. I yeah. don't believe everybody should have a participation trophy because I've learned more from my losses or when I went out, I couldn't shoot, you know, below 90. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've learned from those experiences. It only made me better. It made me and I'll give you a great story, and I've instilled it in my children. My son, who his name is also Larry, uh, wanted to uh, make the basketball team at his high school. Sophomore year, he really wanted to, I mean, he was practicing every day, wanted to make it, gets down to the very last cut and doesn't make it. As a father, I want to be able to absorb his pain, right, because I don't want my son to ever have pain. Yeah. I get in the car with him, and I say, you know, what happened is I didn't make it. I said, well, how do you feel? He says, Ted, I'm okay. He says, I'm just going to work harder. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice every day and I'll make it next year. And he made it next year. That's what it's about, right? Even in business, you're going to have some failures, right? Totally. And they're not even failures. They're things. They're, they're, they're teaching moments. So you, it's a way you look at it, right? 
So I've always looked at it differently. And I, for me, it's, you know, I wake up every day and I'm just I'm driven to be the best at what I do. And that includes being the best person, uh, the best father, the best businessman. As long as I have that mindset, I'm always looking, and I'm not perfect, don't get me wrong, but I'm always striving to be the best. And when I was in sports, uh, for example, like even in, in football, I, I played at Utah State University. I had a scholarship, college scholarship there. I wrestled yep. for this university. I was always a competitor, but I remember there, when everybody was inside the locker room getting changed, I was still working out. I just had that drive, right? I just, I wanted to be the best. Um, and it just, that, that motivated me and helped me in the future, in the things that I've done in my business, you know, in my business life, as well as being a parent. So, you know, I love coaching and I love coaching my kids. And, you know, one of the things I teach my kids, which sports really helps you, but it's also the same in business. I teach all the kids I've coached and they'll know, if you ask them, they'll know the same. Learn to stay calm in chaos. Yeah. Because, like, for example, football, things are just flying at you, right? And if you panic, you're in trouble. You have to learn to slow it down, be calm. The same thing in business. Things are going to come at you. Just learn to be calm because when you're calm, you make good decisions. Yeah, you know what my, my father used to say when I was playing sports when I was younger, which I've incorporated into everything I do. It's like he used to say everyone gets butterflies. Our goal isn't to get rid of them. Our goal is to get those butterflies to fly in formation. Absolutely. That's beautiful. That's right. No, I agree. Yeah. I used to love butterflies, man. I'm getting jacked up. I'm ready to go, right? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, the thing just and I know you can, you can appreciate that, just getting the first tee and getting up there, people were standing around watching and you rip it off the tee and you put it down. There's nothing better. That adrenaline flow and it's time to go. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's totally. A, you know what's funny though is a lot of athletes have that but have a hard time transitioning out because – you know, when you play a team sport, it's easy to be competitive because you have someone to compete against. And same thing in golf, you have someone across the, you know, who's playing with you and there's leaderboards around. But in, once you get out of that and you start to talk about entrepreneurship and business, it's really hard for those athletes to kind of gamify what they're doing. And they really struggle to find that motivation afterwards. It's true. And I think you're talking about a lot of elite yeah. athletes. You know, some of these athletes, you know, um, what I see is that they're given everything. You know, they've got uh, they're, they're provided their shoes, their shorts, mm, money. Everything. Interesting. And pampered, yeah. Right. Uh, where you know I, I was never pampered, and I'm not saying every person because I think if you look at offensive linemen, they're usually very, very smart and very good with their money. True. Just, just saying. No, it's <laughs> so true. <laughs> I know, um, but uh, you know, I just you know I think that they're not taught the lessons. I think that's where we're really they need help, right? Um, because there is going to be an end to, especially if you're playing football or whatever sport, and they need to be prepared. And I don't think they're properly prepared. They're just, you know, put up in a pedestal, and that's all they know. And everybody's, you know, giving them free things and food, and you know, and, and, and looking up to them. And they don't realize that, that will change and shift. They can leverage that if they have the right people around them and use that to do whatever they want to do in business. But they also have to be smart about it too, right? You have to be able yeah. to filter. Because there's a lot of people out there that just, you know, want to hand out and want to be on your shirt tail. So that's the hard process. Yeah, that's so true. And for you, Larry, everything you've been through, experienced, had to overcome, say you had the opportunity to to go back in time and, and not necessarily change anything, but maybe just offer your young self a piece of advice or piece of guidance. I'm wondering what that would be for you. Uh, 
Um, you know, that's a great question. I don't know if I would ever change anything because I've really made me who I am today. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, 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 that's a hard one. I think the only thing that I would say is that I wish I would have learned patience earlier, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, if I, the wisdom is, is, you know, and I wish I would have, you know, I, I can tell you right now, uh, you know, I was full of piss and vinegar. I thought, you know, hey, there's no way. I know everything. Yeah. And I tell children now, if you wanted to open up a bakery and never open up a bakery, you can find somebody that opened up a bakery and was successful at it. Totally. Learn from it. I wish I would have taken the time to be a little bit more humble and listen to people around me. And I think that that humility and humbleness is extremely powerful. I've learned that over time, obviously. Now I'm at that stage where I really understand it. You know, and it, it, but back then I didn't have that sometimes. I just felt like I always had to be right. Yeah. Um, and you don't have to be right. <laughs> you, just have, you, know, you just have to listen I remember one time in college, and this was, this is actually a defining moment for me. I was with a guy in my dorm room, and a guy starts. We start, I didn't even know what the argument was about before okay. arguing. And in my mind, about 15 minutes into it, after he explained it, I knew he was right. I spent a good four hours trying to convince him he was wrong. <laughs> and from that moment on, I said, "I'll never do that again." I wasted all that time yeah. just to prove he was right. It would have been easier to say. You know what? You're right. Learn from it and move on. And that was a really that was a powerful moment for me when I thought about it. I had to be right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? That's something that I I struggle with, and I think it's a continuously you know something you you struggle and you learn because you know when you when you grow up and you're a kid like you think you know everything right and you go through that stage, but then you realize very quickly that uh, you don't know much. <laughs> yeah. I tell all the kids you're, they're young and dumb. Doesn't mean they're not smart kids, but yeah. every kid is dumb and dumb, right? You just don't have the same life experiences. But the ones that are fairly smart is they grab on to mentors. They grab yeah. on to people who've been there before, and they learn from it, and then they they practice it, right? And I think that that's really one of the drives that we have because I, I, we created a foundation. If you go to it, it's called LiveLikeKayla.org. You'll see her. And since the time that she passed away, rather than running away from it and hiding, we ran towards it. And we've so far given out 24 scholarships uh, and to kids to help them, you know, get out of poverty and, and give them opportunity to change their lives. Wow. But also to mentor and help kids uh, to improve their lives, realize that, you know, here are the skills, here are the tools. And so it's a mission of ours um, and taking all of our experience and helping those children not make the same mistakes for those young teenagers. So that's, um, you know. That's one of the things that we're doing right now that we're I'm really excited about. So, yeah, that's absolutely amazing. And now, Larry, last thing here, the way we end the show is I give you the floor, and you have the opportunity today to share with our audience the thought of the day. So, one thing or one thought that we can all go home with today. Moments are the most important thing in life. Money isn't. Um, things aren't, but it's moments. Those moments are important. Take every day, grasp it, enjoy it, and love it. And as I always say, remember to live your dreams, to live with passion, and to enjoy the journey. Man, love it. Love it so much. Larry, what's the best way that our audience could learn more about you, reach out, and connect? Uh, they could go to, obviously, to the, the site for my daughter or go to stealthgrid.com, and they can uh, 
you know, there's a place there, contact page, and you know, I generally respond to everybody. Uh, if, you know, if I'm not overwhelmed, but uh, no, I um, you know, I would love to hear from them and, and see what their thoughts are, and if I can help somebody, I'm always there. That's amazing, and everyone that is livelikekayla.org and stealthgrid.com. Be sure you visit those two sites. Um, I'll also share some links in which you can stay up to date on what Larry is doing. But as you can see from this interview, everyone, success is driven by passion, hunger, and today, just moving forward. Everyone has to overcome obstacles. Everyone has a story. Start building yours today. Today, we had the chance to speak with the amazing Larry Castro. Larry, I want to thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule there in San Diego and coming on the show here with me today. I appreciate it. Look forward to playing golf. Absolutely. Anytime. Everyone, if you like today's episode, be sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a comment. Share it with your friends. Until next time, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Yeah.